Three, two, one. Ladies and fellas, women and men, it's about that time for the Torchy Andretti show to begin. It is I, your host with the most, your guy with the ride. Listen, man, y'all know what I'm trying to say. It's me, Torch, and like always, we outside with it. Now, in case you don't know, today is a very, very, very special day for the Torchy Andretti show. Why? Because it's my birthday. It's my dog's birthday. It's my dog's birthday. It's my dog's birthday. birthday. Yeah, I'm lying. Today ain't my birthday. But if you would like, I can provide a link for you to make a charitable donation. I do accept Cash App, Zelle, PayPal. But you must send as family or friend member because, yo, PayPal be taxing. But anywho. Today is an important day because today is episode one, numero uno. The first day of potting. Now I'm sure we all been in a new class with a new professor before, so we all know how it goes. Thus, the name of today's episode is Syllabus Day. You know, when the teacher gets up in front of the class and basically spends the whole time talking about what they're going to do this year and what you not going to do this year. (laughs) Yeah, that. Today is syllabus day, folks. So take a pamphlet and pass it down. Stop talking in the back. Turn the music down. Jerome, sit down. And let me show you how I'm going to break this down. So now I'm not really sure what kinds of podcasts you've been listening to. But this probably ain't that. Or maybe it is. Honestly, I can't even call it. I just know people got lives to live and I'm not really trying to keep you from it. Just add a little bit to it. Usually within this a lot of time, I try to start off with our around the world segment. And it is as simple as it sounds. There's a lot going on in 2020 and keeping it a buck, bro. I'm tired. Like, I had to fight all my life tired. Like, why you ain't take out the chicken when I call tired? Like, hey, son, come in here and change the channel for me. Tired. But regardless of how crazy 2020 has been, listen, you're going to get these bars. Next up, you got to have a little bit of sports talk. And when I say a little bit, I really mean a lot of bit. Plus, you ain't got nothing else going on now anyways. There's only so many episodes of 90 Day Fiance you and Bacon watch. How many more must it be? Don't answer that question. Fellas, that's a trick question. If she want to watch 90 Day Fiance, you're going to watch 90 Day Fiance. Don't let this podcast mess up anything that you got going on at the crib. I will not fight for you. But keep your phone nearby and check the score every 15 minutes. Eventually, we'll pivot to what I'm sure will be my favorite spot, which is the Are You Not Entertained segment. We even got a cool little soundbite for it. Go ahead and press the soundbite. Are you not entertained? 
But hey, y'all keep that on the low. We ain't clear that. In this segment, we'll have the interviews, movie and music reviews, and just general things I'm pretty sure I'm going to get in trouble for saying later. And then afterwards, it's curtain call, folks. And that's more or less the pod. Now, will I really stick to any of the things we just talked about? Mm, maybe, maybe not. I mean, does your professor really stick to the syllabus throughout the year? I mean, things were pretty cool in the first nine weeks. But then you started failing algebra. And they had to curve the entire class. So everything in the book changed. We've been on geometry for three months now. Listen, I love Lil Rashad, but if he don't know A squared plus B squared equals C squared, then he gonna get a D squared. So if y'all feeling it, and I feel like doing it, then we'll just let it rock. But please, be gentle with me. It's my first time. Now I'm sure if you're still listening at this point, you're wondering, why should I be checking out his podcast out of all the thousands of other podcasts? Well, that answer is simple. Because if you don't, you'll never see your children again. I'm not playing with you people. All right, I was just playing with you people. Don't call the feds. Don't tell them that I have your children. I don't want your children, and I got illegal cable, so I don't need no problems at my front door. But all jokes aside, for the 12th time, the reason I made this pod was for people like myself to share experiences, crack a few jokes, and just grow, man. I'm not the most knowledgeable dude on every subject under the sun, but there's got to be a place for folk like me to get off some bars their way. So let this be your place, and let's have some fun together. Now, in true Syllabus Day fashion, normally I wrap this bad boy up in the next 30 to 45 seconds so y'all can get an early release. And while I'm still going to do that, before I go, I just wanted to get a few bars off of these NBA playoff predictions because the playoffs are going on as we speak right now. Yes, yes, I know. But if the playoffs going on right now, then why would you be giving me predictions? You must be late. Yes, I'm late. You know, um, I was on a little bit of the CPT. All right. I ain't got no jokes. I, I was just late. I'm sorry. So up first... We can go ahead and start with the uh, with the East Coast. We got the Milwaukee Bucks versus the Orlando Magic. Shout out to Florida. Don't know why I'm saying shout out to Florida, but uh, Milwaukee sweeping this one. Giannis and Chris Middleton is a dangerous one-two punch, and they're going up against a really decent Orlando squad. I just don't think they have the talent to change anything that's about to happen to them. Um, I think they're very young. I think they've done a great job for the talent that they do have. But Milwaukee is just different. And they do not have one single answer for Giannis. Nor do they have anybody that can check Chris. So I'm sure this will be a pretty brief series. This may actually be the only sweep of the first round. Next up, we got the Indiana Pacers versus the Miami Heat. Now, I don't know if you know, but I'm from the crib. And I ain't going to lie to you, I'm always going to rep the crib, even though that ain't my team per se. But you always want to see your hometown do well. So I'm going to go ahead and ride out with Miami in seven. Plus, Miami got some hoopers, man. Like these boys just some dogs. And defense travels. Defense travels all the time. And you got Jimmy out here 
Jimmy Butler in the playoffs is a completely different Jimmy. Bam is just blooming right before our eyes. Duncan Robinson is shooting the lights out. You got Goran coming off the bench. Now, what I would like to see is maybe Kendrick Nunn have a little bit more consistency, kind of like how when he started off the year, but I think maybe he just hit a, that rookie wall. But, man, you got dogs all around you. Jay Crowder has been great for this team. And that's not to say anything wrong with the Pacers. The Pacers, I mean, who saw T.J. Warren happening? I couldn't have predicted that if I was a palm reader myself. The man averaged over 45 points at one point in the bubble. You know what? The bubble burst when he played Jimmy, but he was still in the bubble. Hell, he put 49 up on the Lakers as if they didn't have a top five defense. Now, their bubble defense is a lot different than their regular season defense, but you get the point. Malcolm Brogdon, great player, like just solid, like always completely solid. Miles Turner, Sabonis has been great, and you have the return of Oladipo. But I really think Jimmy putting clamps on TJ is going to change things. I won't say he's going to lock him down the entire series, but he's going to have to work for them buckets. It ain't going to be those easy, cool, nobody checking you because we don't believe in you no more. You done provided the footage, sir. Now it's time to either go get buckets or go home. Also, we want to give a shout-out to Derrick Jones Jr. He got hurt right before the playoffs uh, happened. You hate to see something like that. Um, wishing him a speedy recovery. Next up is the Boston Celtics versus the Philadelphia 76ers. And what should be a relatively easy matchup, I got Boston in six. The only real issue that it will be, well, is it going to be a Tatum series or is it going to be a Jalen Brown series? Sometimes I think they kind of battle with each other, not intentionally, but just because their games are a little bit similar and they're in the same space. So it's you never know who's the, is it my goal? Is it your goal? Is it our goal? That kind of issue, but they shouldn't struggle too much against a depleted 76ers team plus Embiid is out there solo dolo for the most part I really would like to see something great from Tobias Harris and I'm sure he'll provide his buckets but I don't think it'll be enough to change anything I think uh losing Ben Simmons is really going to hurt them on the defensive end the man don't want to shoot for whatever reason but man he can play some damn defense and he really gets their offense going I think Embiid needs a lot more shooters as well around him. Uh, the prior year, he had uh, everybody had a piece of the games. You had three-point shooters. You had mid-range shooters. You had defenders. You had everything around to give him the best opportunity he could to succeed in the playoffs this year. It's just not the case. And maybe it's me, but you got to also worry about Embiid's body. He has a lot of reoccurring injuries, and some of them end up being random injuries. And you just don't really know what you're going to consistently get from Embiid. It seems that every year be something. And I know the pressure is weighing on him. He wants to be great. And he has the talent to be. I mean, hell, he's been great. But sometimes your body just says, no mas. And against this Celtic team that plays great defense and team ball, I got a feeling they're going to try to wear this guy out. Next up, we got the Toronto Raptors versus the Brooklyn Nets, where I'm taking Toronto in five. You got Fred Van Vliet, Kyle Lowry, Pascal Siakam, who's been mostly dormant. I mean, he's been he's been having decent games, but it hasn't been spectacular yet, but I don't think he needs to be. They're doing such a great team job. You got Ananobi, uh, Serge is having an amazing year. Mark is in shape and rested. I mean, last year, 
he played what almost a year straight after the playoffs he also had to go to his euro league championships so i know he was very happy from that brief pause in the middle of the season and then norm powell has started to become a lot more consistent they just have a solid team and it also goes to show and to remind people this team wasn't just built on the backs of Kawhi Leonard. No disrespect to Kawhi because Kawhi is amazing and they wouldn't have won that chip without him. But I think sometimes too much credit is given to them. And I think this is their prove it year where they're trying to show everybody, hey, I know what y'all heard about us. I know what y'all think about us. But we are a good team with and without Kawhi. We were a great team before him and we'll be a great team after him. Remember, prior to Kawhi coming, Toronto was always in the running for the Eastern Conference Finals or the top record in the East. Hell, even one or two years, they were at the top record in the NBA. In the case of the Brooklyn Nets, you know, Karis LeVert is just kind of like the last name standing at this point. The boy's balling. He's playing some inspired ball in this bubble. All of his stats have gone up, but I just don't think it'll be enough. Also, shout out to Jamal Crawford for getting a well-deserved roster spots. We got to treat our legends right. And that boy can still hoop. Now we're moving on to the Western Conference playoff matchups. In the first matchup, we got the Denver Nuggets versus the Utah Jazz. In this series, I got Denver taking it in five. I think Joe Ingles is crafty and can definitely, definitely hoop. He's one of my favorite players to watch. Um, Donovan Mitchell is a problem, like a whole problem and a half. Rudy Gobert on defense is nothing to sneeze at. He's definitely um, solid there, but they don't have any Mike Conley due to the birth of his child, and I'm not necessarily sure when he'll come back. And they don't have Boban either. Now, I think we'll see a lot of greatness from DM, but I just don't think it'll be enough. And if you need any more proof, see his 57-point loss in overtime today. I mean, he out there just hooping, but... If you don't have enough bullets in the chamber, well, and then Denver is just ready to grow up. I mean, they're loaded with a lot of young stars. Michael Porter Jr., Jamal Murray, he's a whole problem and a half. Jokic is going to work. I mean, they just got the bodies for it, and they play so well. That is such a well-playing team with a dog mentality. They do not quit. They fight. They scrap. And I think they're really going to bring it there. I think they're here to show people that, you know, last year, okay, we we ended up losing when it really mattered. But this year, we got something to prove. Then we got the Houston Rockets versus the Oklahoma City Thunder. I guess people are calling us the Revenge Series. I got OKC in six. Um, now, that's if Russ doesn't play. Russ has, I believe, a quad injury, if I'm not mistaken. So that 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 would be my guess if Russ doesn't play if Russ does play I'm going to go ahead and say OKC in seven the reason being is because I just don't believe in this small ball that Mike D'Antoni is trying to push with no real center I love PJ Tucker strong dude came up from out the mud got that side court jumper always loaded and ready but keeping it a buck man <laughs> you ain't stopping steve adams like and steve adams is not even like the guy you go to for an offensive set but he's physical he's a banger 
in a league that doesn't really have too many physical big men like that. And I think that's really going to be a problem down the line for the Rockets. James Harden and Russ are, are dogs. I mean, you ain't got to worry about them. They're going to show up for sure. Okay, maybe not for sure. James has been kind of a choker in some of these playoffs. But, I mean, I expect him to get in his bag. He's a hooper. I expect him to show up. And even when he does show up, I just don't think that he can win because the key is in the inside. And we also can't forget about what Shea and CP3 are doing this year. I mean, those boys have turned this team into a real legitimate playoff team. Kudos to those guys because at the start of the season, let's keep it a buck. Nobody thought that was coming. I know as sure as hell I didn't. But CP3 is a true court general. And he's really helping mold Shea into one of the better players on top of the skill that Shea already had. And just how I'm hesitant to look at Russ's uh, quad injury, I sometimes want to stutter when it comes to CP3 because I know in the playoffs he tends to get a little bit hurt, but he's been a lot healthier this year and he's really been taking care of himself. So if I had to pick, um, I would go OKC in seven if Russ is healthy, six if he's not. But, I mean, this series can be a toss-up. I expect James to really get in his bag. I expect CB3 to show up. And I expect this to just be a fun matchup. And, I mean, who doesn't want to flex on their ex with their necks? So, CB3, go do your thing, boy. Next up, you got the Los Angeles Clippers versus the Dallas Mavericks. In this series, I'm going to go ahead and take the Clips in five. Luka and Kristaps are both Hooper hoopers. I mean, I ain't seen a guy hoop like Luca in a long time. The handle that he has to be that big is something serious. But for whatever reason, it seems like Luca struggles against the Clips. And I mean, I can understand why. And Seth Curry is really coming on to be just a great all-around solid basketball player who can shoot the lights out when he gets streaky and hot. Now, I think he'll probably have to match Lou Will's game a lot, but I just don't think this is going to end up being very close when you have the Clippers with two of the best or two of the top five defensive players in the league in Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. We didn't see Trez play in the bubble, but best believe when it's time to lace him up, that boy coming to play, he's a bull. Like he's, he's definitely coming out here to hoop. Lou Will is a problem. I don't know how long we're going to keep lying and saying he the six-man. Man, Lou, Lou out here, he ain't, he ain't fooling nobody. That is a starter. When you have that type of ammo coming off the bench, it is game over. If you can't stop somebody, you can't win. And I don't think that the Dallas Mavericks can stop the Los Angeles Clippers. So, again, I got the Clips in five. Now, for the premier matchup, I think, of the playoffs first round, is going to be the Los Angeles Lakers versus the Portland Trail Blazers. Don't know if you notice, I'm a Laker fan. However, I am an honest Laker fan. Sometimes. I won't be ridiculous and go crazy and and make up stuff just because it's my favorite team. I try to do my best to never be a biased fan because at first I love the game of basketball. Then I love the Lakers. It, it That order doesn't switch. It's all about good ball for me. And right now, Dame is playing some of the best ball that we've seen in a minute. That boy is pulling up from the logo. 
and CJ is as skillful as they come. He is a mid-range killer. Not to mention all of the rest of the complimentary parts that they have on this squad. Shout out to Mello, too, for proving everybody wrong who was silly enough to doubt him and thought that that man couldn't hoop. Boy, I tell you, they'll convince you the sky ain't blue if you let them. But I think the big question is, will they be able to stop the Lakers' inside game, especially Braun from driving? Just this Saturday, Ja ate them up in the paint. And who's going to be defending Braun? I don't know if they have the bodies for that. And once you get done with Braun, who's going to stop AD? I don't think you have the bodies for that as well. Now, if you can speed the game up and make it an outside jumping game, I think you got a, you definitely got a chance. But if the game slows down, I think that caters more so, so to the Lakers side. I got the Lakers in six, and it's really only going six out of respect for Dame and CJ. Because, to be honest, that team don't play much defense. You really got to play defense in the playoffs when it comes down to it. You can shoot as much as you want, but when you live by the jumper, you die by the jumper. And this would be a terrible situation against one of the top 10 inside finishing teams in the league to stop playing defense or to never start. So again, I got the Lakers in six. And that's my playoff predictions. I hope everybody had a great time on this first episode. Share this with your friends, your mama, your granddaddy, your co-worker that talks way too much. That one guy at the gym who remembered your name, but you never remember his, but you still nod and say, yo, every time you see him, him too. I'll do my best to keep trying to get better at this, and we'll do our best to keep trying to improve society. Wear your mask and arrest the cops that killed Breonna Taylor. Peace. <laughs>